For those of us who uh, feel sometimes that scriptures or Torah is kind of chauvinistic, let me assure you that uh, this section is refers to a woman, Sarah, the matriarch, the wife of Abraham, the patriarch. Section named for her and her alone. In fact, there is no section that is named after Moses, and yet there are two sections that are named after uh, non-Jews. One is Balak, and one is Jethro, who happened to have been the father-in-law of Moses. This section is about the life of Sarah. One might assume that we're going to be shared a documentary. Tell us whether it be in a synopsis or the complete history of Sarah. But as you will notice, it is merely the first verse that makes any mention of Sarah. Just that first verse. And I'd like to read this to you. <clears throat> and the lifetime of Sarah was 127 years. And then it says, Shnei Chaye Sarah. These were the years of the life of Sarah. I mean, that's how the verse began. And the lifetime of Sarah was 127. Then it says, these are the years of the life of Sarah goes on then to tell us about Sarah died in verse 2 in Kiyat Abba which is Hebron and Abraham came to bury her and so it goes on to the negotiations that he carried on with, with the people of uh, who owned the land for that's where the Merat HaMachpelah the burial site for Adam and Eve and uh, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rivka and Jacob and Leah. And from that moment on, my friends, there's no more mention they've given us. So maybe it's true. Maybe Torah is chauvinistic. Because all it does is give Sarah credit for these two verses. And it goes on to it. The story of how uh, the miracle surrounding Rivka and Isaac and how he met her, etc. 
Is this the life of Sarah? She's God. And now we go on into the life of her son Isaac. But there is a lesson to be learned here. And that is firstly that Sarah as the Zohar and then the other the uh, commentators remark about, uh, upon this verse that in her age because it doesn't say 127 years but rather it says 100 year 100 year 20 year and 7 years of course there's much to speak about this very specific application of these words and of course when you say 100 you should say 100 years and 20 should be 20 years as it says seven years why would seven bear the word shanim the plural whereas meyal 100 and the 20 and from this we learn the deepest secrets of Sarah and on how her particular life influenced everything else that had come after. In other words, it was Sarah's influence that brought about almost everything what follows. Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Mind you, when Sarah was 90. And then she lived another 37 years. And if you recall that Abraham had been told as I explained in last, year, last week's reading, had been told to take his son, 37 years old, to be sacrificed. And we, we explained that away, and I don't want to devote any more time to that idea, but, but, This period of 37 years and the fact that that is when Isaac was taken supposedly as a sacrifice but as we know it meant that he was now going to be a chariot a chariot that we can tap into that awesome metaphysical branch 
of the light force of God, for there is bright column, there is protons, and there is electrons. These are all these are all aspects of the one of the light force of God. They only become separated down in our world of Malchut. But over and above, as the 100 denotes, it is the totality of the dimension of the light force. Or Yasha which would be too lengthy. Straight light, returning light. These are terms that one who takes this study very seriously, then of course continues on with what is known as the work of Rabbi Ashlak, Talmud Eser Sviroth study of the ten luminous emanations. But what we are being told here that Sarah represented that totality which is included, that totality and that total unity, like the seed which contains all of the subsequent diversions of that seed, the branch, the root, the fruits, the leaf, all of these ultimately emerged separately, indicated by the seven spherot, sheva shanim. Therefore, there is plural, because they now emerged into a an area of what is known as our physical reality separated. And the world appears to be governed by time, space, and motion. Everything in within that frame of reference known as separation. Whereas Sarah embodied this idea of unity. Both the 100 indicates a certain Kabbalistic concept, again representing 100 different dimensions. But when they all appear together as one unified whole, and they can, and that is our effort, and that is what we are going to nourish from this week's reading, the idea of unity. And then going down to a lower level, which is the 20, 20, 10, and 10. 10, again, the light, which represents all yasha, straight light, circling light. The difference between the 20 and the 100 is that each one of those ten also are subdivided into another realm of ten. And so you have this idea of ten times ten, which is a hundred. This may be a little confusing, and maybe I shouldn't even have mentioned it to you, but I just wanted you to grasp the idea 
that it is only in this world where chaos seems to have emerged. The separations, certainly by the limitations of time, space, and motion, that there isn't the world, the real reality, but rather it is this illusionary reality that hopefully we can transform, transmute into a world of unity. Also separate, but yet in the life of Sarah. The life of Sarah, Sarah there was an embodiment of this diversion, of this diversity. And yet, diversity does not necessarily have to result, have to result in separation, ultimately even conflict. And because of that, there's a strange, strange verse when after having met, after having met his future wife, It then continues to say in chapter 24, verse 67. By the hour Yitzchak Allah, Sarah Imo, and Isaac brought Sarah into the tent of his mother. And he took her for a wife. And she became his wife. And he took her, meaning he took her to be his wife. And then it says, And then he loved her. Strange. I mean, certainly falling on the ears of modern-day romance, one knows that you first fall in love, and then you contemplate marriage. But to contemplate marriage first, and then by not your lover, just doesn't seem to fit in to the psyche of this modern day and age. But again, what does it say? He brought her into the tent of his mother. What does that teach us? It teaches us the difference between love based on the physical reality, which involves emotion, which involves psyche, But to so many, after the marriage, you know what they say about that. You want to kill a good romance? Get married. But then afterwards, somehow they have a fallout. How do you explain that? What happened? What happened to this, this beautiful, beautiful romance that, was, that culminated in, in, in the subsequent marriage? What happened to that? Where did it disappear? 
And certainly we don't ask that question today, but we should because this is bringing to our attention. Now we're talking about true love in this, in this section. What do you mean by true love? What do you mean by true love? True love, if you're referring to the expression of, 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 of the warmth, the excitement, the, the desires that become aroused, the chemistry is so wonderful. My friends, that is not, according to this verse, a sign of love. On the contrary, sign of a sign of love is something so subtle. Just know it's there. You don't feel nothing. You just know you don't want to be without this person for one moment. Whether this person is in front of you, whether it's that person is now is now expressing things that that you are so comfortable with. No. Brought her into this tent. And there are many stories about why he brought her into this tent and why after he brought her into this tent, he then realized that the candle that had always been lit in the tent of Sarah says the Zohar, had gone out when Sarah passed away. And when Rifka brought was brought into this tent by Isaac, and he contemplated in taking her for a wife, for he knew when that light, when that candle was ignited, he knew the spirit of what Sarah represented the spirit of unity, the spirit of sharing, of caring. These were the aspects that Isaac sought. These are the aspects that today, before people contemplate marriage, should be in that area of feel unified. Sure, we may disagree. Sure, we may have arguments. Sure we may not always come to the same conclusions. Has that in any way affected the unity between us? Has that in any way altered the feeling of wanting to be together? Forget, forget the moment, the emotion, which of course is very much on a physical level. When he realized, and the sign was that that candle lit up again because it reminded Isaac about who his mother was, representing unity, representing the oneness in, the, in, the, in this entire universe. And he knew if this was not a woman with that same consciousness, then this was not the woman for him. It's consciousness. It's not, which is again on another level. It's not physical. Consciousness, you can't use your five senses to measure. But on that level, the sharing, the caring, the feeling of that this universe should be one, for it was intended to be one. 
rather than constantly the strife, the war that that has been the landscape of every generation. Irrespective of how he might have felt with the chemistry, with the emotional feelings, he knew that to sustain this marriage and that ultimately the love that that would generate between the two would be a, a love based on that principle of unity. Unity. Feeling. Feeling. Experiencing the diversity and yet always, always coming back to that same idea that we are one. If that doesn't exist, and I say, mind you, irrespective of disagreements, irrespective of not seeing the same thing only through one eye, that is not a sign of true love. For we know Ahav, Ava, Ava is that aspect of 13, which is Echad, one. That is true love. You feel the unity with the individual. Not how you feel with the chemistry. And I'm not saying that the chemistry doesn't mesh. Forget, you know, that you still should go. No. Those other aspects are important. I'm not here to entirely minimize their importance. Certainly what is more important is how these two people feel about the closeness which, which manifests itself as unity, as oneness. That is true love. Shabbat shalom.